Good morning and welcome. Hey, this is your girl, Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard Movement Internationals. Yes, this is Terrific Tuesday. Can you say that with me? Terrific Tuesday. Yes, it's a little bit foggy out today. That FOG stands for what? The favor of God. Yes, walk in it, stand in it, whatever, drive in it, the favor of God. Yes, today we want to talk about 12 things that you need to always remember. Yes, you can't change the past. We want to get that out of the way right now. You can't change the past. So let's move forward into what our future, forgetting those old things and pressing towards your beautiful future because God said that he wished that you would prosper and be in great health even as your soul prospers. Again, this is your girl, Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard, Movement Internationals. Yes, I'm gonna make sure I put that out there real strong, movement. So it's time to move, it's time to shift, it's time to come out of them old mindsets and those old ways of doing things. As you see, it haven't gotten you anywhere thus far. So let's move forward. Number one, the past cannot be changed. Mm. I just said that. You can't change the past, but you can do something about your future. It's called movement. Let's shift. It's nothing you can do about what happened on yesterday, the day before, last year, even an hour ago. You can do absolutely nothing about what happened an hour ago. Only thing you can do is try to do better. Move forward. Don't get stuck into what was, what somebody said about you, what they thought about you, how they looked at you when you went to church or when you went to work or when you walked into the grocery store or when you walked into the mall, how they was looking at you, how they was whispering. They might not even been whispering about you. Or if they was whispering, they might have said, oh, I just love. Because sometimes I could be walking and I may see a woman and her hair be, man, it'd be bad. I'd be, I'd be like, man, she got a bad hairstyle because I'm into haircuts. I love women with beautiful haircuts. So I would say stuff like, mm, her hair is bad. So when I see that she's looking at me like, what is she looking at? I'll say, I kept, I was saying that your hair was beautiful and your makeup is flawless. Oh yes, baby, you are bad. Yes. And I am not funny. I just know that you are a bad individual. Yes. God, when he made you, he broke the mold. And so sometimes when I say that, they'll bust out laughing like, thank you, thank you. You know, sometimes people need to hear that. They may not hear that none that day or the, the day before, or they may have been going through some things. They may have thought down about themselves. And just you saying, giving them a compliment, Yes, instead of always talking about what somebody is not doing, what they look like, and they don't look like you, they don't dress like you, they don't smell like you, say something good about somebody. Most of all, get out of your past. Yes, okay, let me just say this, because I know some of you wondering, hmm, the Bible says for us to give our testimony, because why? It wins others over when they know. Sometimes people need to know that you've been through some things, because all of us at some point went through something in our life, and it may just help somebody else that's going through, they may have went through uh, or going through what you came out of. So it's always good to tell someone the goodness of God or how God 
brought you over and how you you thought about quitting but you look back over your life and you saw how far God had brought you when he when he brought you out of the hands of the abuser or when he when he brought you out of being in in, uh, poverty and different things like that you never know how your testimony could help someone else that's the only time you need to look back at your past is when you are helping someone else or you may be helping yourself to go back and say oh man I remember when I did this and I see how far God has brought me that's the only time you need to look back yes that's the only time you need to look back the opinions don't define your reality that's number two opinions don't define your reality the opinions of others I always tell my clients that what people think about you is none of your business Mm -mm. but what you think about you and what God think about you that is your business yes because your ways should always please God yes if your ways please God then he said he would he would even make your enemies at peace with you Uh uh-huh number three everyone's journey is different yes my journey may not be your journey the things I went through in my past you might not be able to go through it and come out uh, in your right mind or in good health. That thing may take you out. Because I know some women that went through some of the things that I encountered as, as a little girl, as a grown woman. And, you know, all throughout my adulthood, some of those, I've, I've noticed that some of those women, um, they end up losing their mind. They ended up, uh, one, uh, one of the ladies that I went to school with, she ended up committing suicide because she couldn't take the things that she had went through in her past. It was like she was being tormented by her past. So everybody can't digest the things that you may have digested in your past or even now. So it's it's very important that, that we don't judge anybody else's journey because everybody's journey is different. I always tell people, if you want to be a help to someone else, and if you see that they are going through something that you've experienced, Just tell them about your experience and how God brought you out. That doesn't mean that they will have that same experience, but it may help them to understand better why they're going through it or what they're going through that God can do the same thing for them as he did for you. Because everybody's journey is different. Number four, judgments are not about you. Okay. Sometimes when people are judging you, um, all the time, I I had to come to the conclusion that a lot of times when people have a jealous spirit towards you or they're judging every little thing about you, sometimes it's not even about you. Sometimes it's things that they're dealing with on, you know, something they're dealing with personally. You know, they could think bad about themselves. So they have this, this jealous spirit you know, about you or concerning you because they are dealing with certain things and they're like, man, it looked like she's doing good, but they don't know that you're battling yourself. But you just, you know, you know how to, some people know how to wear pain. 
Some people know how to take pain. Some people know how to take a licking and keep on ticking. Some people know how to maneuver through certain things. And you got some people when they get when they have pain, they'll show it. They'll hold their stomach. They'll hold their head or they'll scream out and say, oh man, I'm in so much pain. But you got some people, they can walk through pain and, and things like that. You got some people, they will judge you because they'll say, oh, you, you know, she thinks she's all of that. But they don't know the things that you're encountering or the things that you encountered with before now. They don't know that you fought through a whole lot. I always tell people, I went through some things to uh, to get to the place where I am now in God. You know, my oil, it cost me something. I went through so much. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. The things that I went through and even some things that I bought on myself, you know, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. You know, the betrayal, the lies, the deceit, the, the hurt, the abuse, the, the neglect. I wouldn't wish that on anyone because that thing at one point, it almost took me out. But I wouldn't wish that on anyone. So never, ever uh, judge anyone for, you know, for looking a certain way or you thinking that, oh, yeah, they they always every time you see them, they always smile. And well, it was a time where they used to they used to maybe cry all the time. Things, you know, I know it used to be a time, man, I used to just cry. Every little thing just make me cry. But now if I'm crying, I'm crying because I'm happy. You know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You don't know the things I've encountered. You don't know the things that God brought me out of. So judgments that people you know, a lot of times when people are judging you, they don't understand. They don't know. And it's not their, it's, it's not your business of what they're feeling. So what they feel, they think that way. You don't have to keep explaining that. You don't have to keep going back and saying, you know, let me tell you the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. No, that's too much time to, you know, to give to anyone. You know, if you, once you give your testimony and you tell someone, hey, I went through this, my, my life has always been an open book. I've always shared my testimonies of things that I've went through. I've never been a woman, a sneaky woman, a woman that hide things or one that, you know, uh, go behind someone and do little devious things. That's never been my spirit, you know? So when you, when you have people that are like that and they see that you're very open, sometimes they have a problem with that. You know, because they are a different way. That's not your business. That's their business. That's their judgment, not yours. Okay, number five, overthinking will lead to sadness. You know, more times we overthink things. Someone can say, you know, I like that blue dress, but you had a yellow stain on it. And this the stain is so little, they was able to see it, but nobody else was able to see it. Well, you would take what they said and you would, you would blow it up like, oh man, they thinking that my dress is ugly. I should have never worn this dress. This dress, the seams, oh, look at the seams in the dress. You start taking that thing, man, you are stretching something big. And they only told you, they only seen a little yellow dot. Maybe their eyes are so good. Nobody else probably ever even seen the yellow dot, but they saw that little yellow dot and you took that thing and you ran with it. I mean, you stretched it. You made it look like they told you you was wearing Big Mama dress. Or you was, you was, you know, you your dress looked like it was long in the front and short in the back. And that wasn't even a style. And you just, you took that thing and you just stretched it. Like, you couldn't even go to sleep because you was thinking about you was at church all day. And your dress was looking like, you know... Uh, Shanae dress or something. If anybody didn't know about Shanae or Martin, or uh, your dress was looking a certain way, you just took that thing and you ran with it. You just, man, you took it and you took it real far. And that's that's not the will of God for your life. 
Sadness is not. That's why I said the joy of the Lord is my strength. Because I've had times when I was sad. I had times when I thought bad about myself. I had times where I thought I was less than. I, it was times when I thought less of myself. I would look at other people and I would make, man, it's like they're doing so much better than me. Um, no, they probably just made it look that way. That's not, that's not my call. That wasn't my call, but I always thought that I used to always allow people to mishandle me because I didn't think uh, highly of myself. I didn't think, you know, I always thought less of myself. So I allowed things and people to come in and just handle me any kind of way and say anything. And, you know, but see, when you wake up, it's a beautiful thing. I always tell people it's a beautiful thing in waking up. And, and stop overthinking, stop overeating. Because sometimes with me, um, at one time I had gained so much weight because I was overeating from being sad for going through, you know, I was dealing with stress in my relationship. I was dealing with stress in ministry. I was dealing with stress in my family. I was dealing with stress. Stress was hitting me every on every angle. And it felt like I just couldn't get out of that that stress, that, 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 that circle of stress. Like it was hitting me here. It was hitting me there. It was hitting me here. I would get out of that and then this come out. I would get out of that and this come out so sadness was all around me it was all you hear what I said was all around me and it was because I, I'm a thinker most of the people in my family we are thinkers you know my mom and dad they was thinkers I mean me personally sometimes I it's hard for me to sleep at night because I'm thinking on something different to do tomorrow like oh what can I do for somebody else or how can I be a blessing to someone else's ministry or what can I do different in my own ministry or what can I do to help someone uh because you know I am a life coach what can I do to help someone to better themselves or how can I be a blessing to someone's life or you know I'm always thinking I'm always writing I'm always you know uh, uh, strategizing. I'm always doing these things. So I'm a thinker. So God has given me strategy on how to, to master that thing and not to, you know, be all over the place with it. Because after all, I am a thinker. Okay. Number six, happiness is found within. At one time, I think I mentioned to you all, I used to always want to be around people that made me happy, you know, you you know, make me happy, make me happy in relationships in my past. I used to expect to be happy. If they didn't make me happy, then I just, you know, that's too much control to give to anybody. And so um, my my ex-husband told me, he said, you know, you can't expect for me to make you happy. You have to already be happy within yourself. And I got offended, like, who are you? Who do you think you are to tell me that? You know, you're supposed to make me happy. No, whatever he gave me or give me, it should have been a bonus. You see what I'm saying? But I should have already been happy within myself, you know. But now I'm happy within myself. That way, anybody that comes my way, you know, I'm married now, but anybody that comes my way, it's just a bonus. Uh, you know, they, you know, they come around, they make me happy, they make me laugh, okay, but that's already in me. You know, joy is already in me. Love is already in me. Peace is already in me. Harmony is already in me. Do I have times where I'm down? Of course, I'm a human being. We all do. Yes. Number seven, your thoughts affect your mood. Okay. If you notice, if you, if you lie in bed in the morning, I always tell my clients this too. When you get it, when you wake up in the morning, 
what, when you open your eyes, God, thank you for this beautiful day for allowing me to see it. That means it's a, another day for another opportunity for me to have new ideas, for me to be able to, who would you have me to help today? Or do, is it anybody? Is it anything? What is it that you want me to do? And then if you lay there and you start, when you wake up, the first thing that crosses your mind is what somebody did to you on yesterday. You just shake that thing up, get out of that bed, put you some music on, put you some, some praise and worship on, whatever that works for you. Everything don't work for everybody. Get up and do something, but don't lay there and entertain those thoughts. Because when you lay there and entertain those thoughts, it changes your mood. You was in a good mood. Or then sometimes you could, it, it, your mood could change during the day. You could wake up, you could be in a good mode. And then somebody around you, they could wake up. And sometimes the enemy would use them to say and do little things that know that aggravates you. Or they know that uh, that the enemy knows what, what makes you tick. And so they'll do something. It'll change your whole mood. And I want to tell, I want to warn you about something concerning that. If a person can change your mood, they have control over you. If, if a person can walk in a room and you're happy and your whole mood changes, they have control over you. They could change you at any given time. Or if you hear about a person, you can hear their name mentioned and you get all upset and you get mad. Those people or that person have control over you. You have no control or no ruling over your own mind and your own body. You're like a city without walls. A, a city without walls, anything and everybody could come in. If you have a house and it have no gate around it, any dog could come up in your yard and urinate and do what they do in your yard. Anybody could just walk across your yard because you have no gates. You have nothing protecting that area because you have no walls, no protection. Everything changes your mood. A person could say no, that changes your whole mood. It makes it messes your whole day up. That's too much control to give to anybody. I remember the movie Malcolm X when Malcolm X was was marching with the people that was behind him, and he used his hand and he turned his finger, and they all marched and went the other direction. And the the guy said the the uh, police officer said that is too much control to give to one person. So I want to use that illustration that never give that person control over you that they could change your whole mood in a day. Yeah, we get mad at people. People make us mad. They'll say something. You may get mad, but don't stay there. Shake that thing off because if you hold that thing the whole day, that person got control of your whole day. That means that they got control of, they can take, they can take your mind and turn it on and turn it off. Anytime they say something, oh yeah, I know how to make her tick. I know how to make him tick. I'm going to use this illustration. This, this individual, they know it's a certain thing I don't like them to do. You know, uh, I would say if I'm if I if I'm calling your name or if I'm saying <clears throat> so and so like uh, Susie and you say what? <laughs> you see how that sound? That sounds like a person that don't want to be bothered. And so when you tell a person, I don't like that, don't do that. And they do. They keep doing it is because they know they know that that irritates you and the enemy is using them to do that. So what you need to do is turn the tables. When they do that, don't say anything at all. Just get quiet because then they have control over you because every time they do that, they know it makes you mad. It irritates you because you've already told them, don't answer me like that. Don't say that like that. So now every time they say that or they do that, you get upset. They control that part of you. And they know it. 
okay so you gotta switch it and say you know what i'm not gonna only say i'm not gonna let you do this i'm gonna show you and so you gotta have control over your own life you got to be the person to control your own life god is the head of you and that's it never give no one that type of power over your life to change your mood that thing used to change my mood and it used to irritate me but now i laugh and i'll be like okay i see you don't understand you're being used or you may understand that you're being used and that's just who you are that's not who i am i'm not gonna allow you to have control over me i take my power back you gotta take back your power some of you are powerless because you've given it out to so many people. You've given yourself out to so many people. You've given your time to so many people. You've given your heart to so many people. You've given your love to so many people. It's okay to love people. Some people you need to learn to love them in a distance. And it don't mean you don't love them. It just means you're, you're saving your peace. Okay. Number eight, smiles are contagious. I love to smile. I love to laugh. Anybody that know me know I have a I have a huge personality. I love making people laugh. You know, I do. That's what I do. I don't I don't care what people don't like. And she joke and play a little bit too much. Well, you don't have to be around me. That's my personality. If you want to walk around, you know, looking like Cruella, talking like Cruella and holding your face like you sucking on lemons all day, then that's your personality. That's not my personality. Stop allowing people to make you become who they want you to be and be your authentic self. If you're a person that you love to be happy, be happy, be joyful because again the joy of the Lord is your strength it is very contagious when you're happy when your energy is good and you're around other people that brings great energy and spirits on them you know but when you coming around and you every time turn around you got issues you got problems something is always wrong and then somebody could be in good mode and you bring that if they are sponge you know you got some people like myself uh, I am very sensitive to other people so if somebody else is sad you know sometimes I will feel it or I will pick it up you know without them even saying anything so be a person to where you have a smile that's so contagious that everybody around you they they love to see you coming okay number nine kindness is free it don't cost you to be kind it's a sad thing that you have to be you have to be mean or ugly excuse me to make yourself seem or look like you you just this powerful person i've been around people you know in ministries and different places to where you see people looking snobbish like that's making you look important no it does not you know, or you got a snobby attitude, like nobody, everybody's beneath you, you know, uh, I recall years ago, uh, I had written a book for the first time and I didn't understand about the, the part of, you know, getting it, uh, published and all that good stuff. And so it was a lady that was in this particular ministry that I was going to, they was talking about, she was, um, she had published her book. And so, you know, I'm thinking because we're all a part of this congregation and everybody, you know, uh, supposed to be friendly, a friendly atmosphere, whatever. I go down and I ask her, I said, uh, uh, I wanted some tips. Can you give me, you know, give me some tips on what I need to do. And she looked me up and down and she looked down at my shoes. She looked up at me and she said, here, take my card and, um, just call me, but just leave a message if you can, because I don't always answer my phone. And she did her hand like she was blowing me off. 
Okay. I felt some kind of way. I took that to heart. Like, oh my God, what did she see on me? Like I wasn't dressed good enough or what was wrong? You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody was standing in line to talk to her, you know? And so, um, but she shied me away. Like, you know, I was nothing like I was beneath her. And so a year later, uh, maybe it might almost been two years later. I was at this church. Um, it was a huge platform and I was at this church and I was preaching at this church. And so she happened to be there. And so when I got through preaching, she, she came down there, her and a whole lot of other women. Uh, at that time, my book was published. My first book was published. And so she came down, excuse me, she came down and she said, oh my God, I just love how you minister. And, and uh, can I please get one of your books and this, that, and the other. And she said, you look so familiar. I said, yes, ma'am. I said, I was the lady that was at this ministry we was going to together. I don't know if you still go there, but I came to you and asked you about helping me get uh, my book published because I didn't understand how to do it. She said, oh, that word, that was you. I said, yes, ma'am. I said, here, you can have one for free. I signed it and gave it to her. And a lot of times we don't know who, because we always thinking that people are beneath us and we always look down our nose at people. We never know who will end up feeding us. Go read the book about Joseph and his brothers, how they threw him away and how he ended up feeding the very people that threw him away. So we have to be careful how we throw people away and how we handle people because we think that we got so much and they have so less. Or we go to people and we'll say things like, oh, you got this little, you know, because God had blessed you. It was a time when you had this little. You see what I'm saying? So we have to be careful how we handle people because we think we have arrived. My thing is I always ask God to keep me humble. Don't never allow me to look down at anyone. Nobody sits that high but God. Okay, number 10, it's okay to let go and move on. It's okay to let go and move on away from toxic things and toxic people. Okay, if you know that you're around people and they are not, they're only takers and they're not givers. That's all they do is take, 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 take. They never give. They're always taking. You need to find a way to remove yourself. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not saying mistreat them. I'm saying remove yourself. Okay, number 11. What goes around comes around. Okay. What goes around comes around. The Bible said you reap what you sow. You reap bad, you sow bad. So a lot of times we may not, um, we may do bad to this person. And we may think, well, I did this. And later on down the line, somebody may come back. It may not be you, but it could be somebody else in your family. It may come back on them, somebody nearest and dearest to you. That's why the Bible said what goes around, what we reap, what we sow. You know, the, the people that, you know, we had a tendency to say, well, what goes around comes around. You know, now they use the word karma. Okay, karma. Karma is, you know what, you know, karma. When they come back around, no. But the Bible says you reap what you sow, you know. Sometimes you can do good things and you still bad things will happen, but that's not for you to worry about. As long as you do good, it doesn't matter. Okay. But when you sow bad things and you treat people bad, it may not come back to you right away, but eventually it will because, um, the Bible said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. I've never, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. 
The Bible said that. And then he also goes on to say, this is Psalms 37, read it at your leisure. He also said, I laugh at the enemy because I see that his day is coming. So anytime someone is doing you evil for good, God sees that his day is coming. You may not see it, but God sees further than you. And he knows that the person that did you harm, the person that mishandled you, it may look like they're getting away with it or have gotten away with it, but God said they're going to reap what they have sown. Yes. Last but not least, number 12, things always get better with time. Yes, they do. I'm a living witness. Things always get better with time. Times and seasons, man. So that's why it's good. I always say it's in God's perfect time. God is the creator of time and seasons. God could change the time and seasons anytime he get ready. You may think it's hot one minute. He could change it and make it just freezing out. You'd be like, where did that come from? Where did that storm come from? Where did that rain come from? It was just sunny out here. It was just pretty. All of a sudden now it's real cold. Where did that come from? Because God can change his mind. He can do whatever he want to do because he's God. Yes. That was the last thing. The past can't be changed. Options don't define your reality. Everyone's journey is different. Judgments are not about you. Okay? Keep your focus and your eyes on God and away from people. God have a perfect plan for your life. Own it. Walk in it. Don't care. Don't 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 worry nothing about what your naysayers are saying, what they're doing. You know, stop paying, stop focusing on so much of what people are saying and doing about it doesn't even matter. God have a plan, a perfect plan for your life. God said he wished that you would prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. In my closing, again, this is your girl, Rhonda Taylor. From Let Your Voice Be Heard, Movement Internationals, where your voice is heard, and oh yes, you're definitely seen. Yes, speak out. Talk about those things that are bothering you. Don't hold it all in. Speak out. God loves you. God is your protector. He is your provider. Yes, he is. Know that this girl right here have been praying for you. I don't have to know you to pray for you. Know that. I am praying for you. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. Thank you because you could have been anywhere else. But today just happened to be your day to tune in, to listen to this podcast. Because God knew you needed this on today. He knew that you needed to be delivered from people. He knew that you need to be delivered from what you even think about you. Because sometimes we can speak ill of ourselves. And God have spoken things in you that no man, not even you, can destroy it. The doors that God have opened for you, no man can shut it. Not even you. Stay focused. Stay blessed. This is a place where there's love, joy, peace, and harmony. Until next time, again, this is your girl, Rhonda Taylor. God bless you. Until next time.